0: The information in this program is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, prescribe or treat any illness or disease or injury. Consult a qualified health practitioner for answers to your personal medical questions.
1: This is Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Are you or your loved one in pain, facing surgery or taking drugs with no end in sight? Don't Give up hope. Dr. Yardley has had success with thousands of patients who previously tried all kinds of different procedures, but to no avail. Patients come from around the world to right here in the Northwest to get treatment from Dr. Yardley. So listen and learn about his unique and natural methods and the possibilities for you. This is Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley. Thanks for listening today. We're back with Dr.
2: Yardley. We... We've talked before about uh, low back pain, something that I suffered from uh, a lot over the years from my very my late teens. Uh, my doctor, the big thing, has been exercise strengthening the back area, and, and that has helped tremendously. But a- apparently, your procedure can help with low back pain, which is odd because you're all about lining up the the cranium and the spine. That's true. Our work is is
3: really focused. In fact, we limit our practice to the brain body connection or working with the the head and the neck. And- And I, I too, um, had low back problems. Uh, In fact, I dealt with uh, sciatica. And, uh, I've I, had that. No fun. No fun at really all. Really painful. No Down fun your at legs. All. Oh. Exactly. And as a, a regular, um, regular practitioner, as long as I, I got it adjusted chiropractically about once a week, I was fine. But if I went five to six weeks without it, I was in a world of hurt. Okay. And that was until I developed another problem that led to me going up to Canada to get this brain body connection corrected. Right. And the amazing thing was, I didn't see a hair of that sciatica for
2: the next 10 years so but uh, i know people that are listening are going wait a second we're talking about dr Yardley does stuff up around the neck Mm -hmm. and and you're talking about low back pain so how does this connect exactly you you know it's really
3: you'll find that a lot of low back problems deal uh, develop as a result of disc issues herniation of discs, right. bulging of discs. And and the bulging of the disc doesn't just happen. You just don't wake up one day and the disc says, oh, I'm going to bulge today. It does <laughs> so for a reason. And the reason, uh, one of the reasons that it can occur is the fact that you're functioning with one leg shorter than the other and one hip higher than the other and these bones stack unevenly, okay. causing the disc to bulge. And it can be like that for years. And then one day you do something you've done a hundred times before and that back comes flying apart. Now, one of the, the key causes to that kind of distortion in the hips and the legs can be a compromised brain-body connection. Now, if anyone looks into this, you're going to find out that low back surgery has
2: a very low success rate, well below fifty percent. Yeah, it's not, it, it, and it's very expensive, and the recuperation takes a long time. It, it's it's just a, a big process. It really
3: is. And in the state of Washington, the Department of Labor and Industries for injured workers requires both the doctor and the patient sign a form saying that they both realize the success rate is less than fifty percent. But there was a uh, neurosurgeon, a Swedish neurosurgeon by the name of elf okay. and from 1960 through to 1978 he published a series of 20 papers culminating in a book and his contention was this without ever touching the low back he could solve more low back problems by doing neck surgery than any of those that were doing the low back surgery Do you don't do neck surgery? we don't in fact we keep people away from neck surgery <laughs> but the whole point that and, and, and you can look his name up on the internet and you'll actually see the results of what we're talking about here his studies and his publications but the his whole point was that low back issues probably have more origin in the neck than they do in the low back why uh because the brain stem itself and the the brain body connection is what controls the hips and the legs it creates a tightness in the spine on one side that distorts the hips and creates what's called a functional short leg.
2: Now, I know you have, I mean, uh, you have like a stack of case studies that we could go through. Give me one example of of a patient that you've helped using your procedure who had lower back pain. And this is just one example. Of many.
3: Yes, exactly. And her name is Eleanor. And actually, her son is a a medical physician. But she came to see me with a, a variety of issues. One of them was the fact that she experienced pain in her low back. And it was like, um, we talk about low back pain. There's many different Forms of low back pain. Sure. This was actually down in the buttocks area, what we call the sacroiliac articulation, and she'd find that it was painful bending over. It was make it, make, making it difficult for her to stand up right away after she'd been bending over for long, and it'd been going on for a good three to four years. And um, she had had really a bad flare up about a year and a half before she saw us. What
2: was was there an impact in her life that this was uh, was this inconveniencing her in some way in, in her day to day life? Certainly, it was impacting. Her, like so many things like this, it had more of a
3: gradual, what we call an insidious onset, where there's no specific event that causes it.
2: It just seems to gradually develop for some reason. And, and the quality of your life um, deteriorates gradually deteriorates.
3: With it. And okay. That's absolutely correct. So,
2: what happened after you uh, uh, treated her? Did she have immediate results? Actually, it was interesting in her
3: case um, because uh, often. Uh, Low back issues have more immediate symptomatic relief than neck issues, which is... uh fascinating, both to me as a clinician and to my practice members because we're adjusting or doing our work primarily up in the neck area. So you'd think that's the area that would start feeling better the fastest. But no, typically low backs will respond even faster. Uh. But not necessarily so in her case. And she, as I said, had a whole array of things. Fortunately, many of them were responding. The low back responded somewhat slowly in that about 30 days into her care, she felt it was doing 40% better, which was certainly an improvement. Uh, And then it was up to 50% better another uh, 90 days later, excuse me, 30 days later. Ultimately, though, it did come in at doing 80 to 90% better. And in fact, I still see this woman on a maintenance basis. Wow.
2: So in the end, realigning the brain and the body, Um, helped her lower back area and it does on many people but it is not a cure you don't cure lower back pain the body is healing itself you're listening to restoring health improving lives naturally with
0: dr lee yardley on cairo radio You can hear from over 100 patients discuss the incredible improvements they've experienced with Dr. Yardley at the Yardley Institute. Health issues like neck and back pain, headaches, sciatica, neuropathy, vertigo, and many others. Go to YardleyInstitute.org.
1: You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Dr. Yardley, tell me about Frank Fulmer, one
3: of your patients. Uh, Frank was originally sent to me by a fellow New Zealander, a native uh, Maori of New Zealand. His name is Mm -hmm. Kahu. And Frank was dealing primarily with low back issues. Frank himself is an Alaskan Indian and a sculptor by
2: profession. Frank Fulmer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us what your condition was that led you to go see Dr. Yardley.
4: Well, I had uh, herniated uh, a disc in my lower back, L5S1. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I herniated it um, three years earlier in two, uh, the year two thousand. Uh-huh. So I saw Doctor Yardley in two thousand three. So I was already in desperate shape.
2: Now, when you say desperate shape, what does that mean uh, to you, Frank? I mean, were you were you in pain all the time? What was your yes? What what, what limitations were there in your life?
4: Well, I was at that time. I was pretty much bedridden. Um, I had gone through a, a great deal of uh, pain and trauma and sleep deprivation, and um, I found about found out about Doctor Yardley through a Maori friend of mine. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah, I was
2: you were in bad shape,
4: very, very, very bad shape. I was very desperate.
2: Now, Frank, you you're an artist. My understanding is you're a woodcarver. Had you been able to pursue your art and and do your your continue your career in spite of this terrible pain?
4: I was able to do a little here and a little there, but uh, because of the limitations of it's of um, the pain and suffering, i I could only sit or stand and uh, so I just only was able to do a little here and a little there.
2: All right, so your Maori friend told you about uh, Dr. Yardley. You went to see him yes, and and tell us what your experience there was like.
4: Well, when I first saw Dr. Yardley and he did the workup on me um, in our first uh, consultation there, he told me, he said, Frank, I don't know why you're alive and or you you, know, you should be dead or you should be paralyzed because of uh, the spinal cord was so severely pinched.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, I went ahead and did the first treatment. And the very first treatment, I was astonished because I felt the flow of energy pull up my neck into the back up into my skull, and for that whole day, I felt this hot and cold action going on on top of my head, just like you know if you got sore muscles and you take liniment and you rub it into your sure. skin, you feel mm-hmm. that hot cold action yeah that that's what was going on, wow, and I was stumbling around because I didn't realize one leg was shorter than the other one, so I had to <laughs> learn to rewalk again, yeah and then and after
2: a number of treatments, where did you find yourself, Frank?
4: Well, here's what's complicated. Um, I had herniated a disc in uh, the base of my neck back in 1979, 32 Mm -hmm. years ago. So my whole upper back was all frozen out of place. So what had happened was that uh, once I started going through the treatments, the whole back started uh, um, becoming unfrozen. I had seen other chiropractors over the decades and they could never manipulate the vertebras between my uh, shoulder blades to to get them correct. But through Yardley, that all disappeared. I I even went in to see uh, my doctor to get uh, Novocaine and B12 shots in um, trigger points across my back because it was all knotted up hard as a rock. And with Yardley, that cleared all that up, and then I had a major crisis here last September that worked out the last kink in my lower back, and since then uh, the fatigue problem I had because of the poisoning from dynamite mm-hmm. 33 years ago um, cleared cleared up, and um, I've got new energy that's been flowing through the body.
2: I bet that's a, it had a huge impact on your art.
4: Well, I'm able to do, my mind is so much clearer, because I'm not caught up in this uh, fog bank of pain, suffering and trauma, sleep deprivation, and then all the painkillers I've had on top of it. Sure. So my life has just totally changed. I'm still astonished at the clarity of mind uh, and, and the, uh, the abundance of energy that I have that you normal people take for granted. It, it just I'm just still in awe of... The whole change that's happened since now my whole spinal cord is uh, uh, working properly. My body's able to function properly, and the health is optimizing, and uh, it, it just it's just dramatic changes that are happening now.
3: Yeah, but it took seven years, Doctor Yardley. That's what I was just going to say, Frank. You know, seven this years. has been a process for you over the past seven years. Yes, um, it
4: wasn't an event like no, I wanted it to be. That's right. <laughs> so true for most
3: of us, actually. Yeah, no kidding.
2: But uh, yeah, but anyway, it sounds wonderful, Frank. Thank you for making time to come on with us. It's a that's a a real stirring story that you just shared with us.
4: Uh, thanks for having me, Frank.
2: Dr. Yardley, that is an amazing story. It is. And and Frank is a phenomenal person. And, And an artist. His life has turned completely around. That's exactly true. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with
0: Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio. Are you in pain, facing surgery, or taking drugs with no end in sight? Dr. Yardley is here to help. His gentle, non-invasive treatment allows the body to heal naturally with no drugs or surgery. Learn more at YardleyInstitute.org.
1: Now more of Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Dr. Yardley, now,
2: we've talked a lot about different conditions that people have brought to you. But when I heard that you had some success with someone who had liver problems, I, I, I have to hear this story. Tell us all about it. Well, I'm going to talk
3: about David. David came to see me a few years back. Okay. And it was about April of this particular year. And at the time, he was having trouble with... Uh, uh, night sweats and with headaches night sweats and headaches right, okay and so anyway, we did a workup on him, and we definitely found a compromised brain body connection. how badly compromised really badly it was significant, very significant, uh, but for reasons uh of his own, David was not able to begin care. Okay, and so uh, the year went by, and it was about November of that year. And the lady on my front desk at that time, her name was Alice, called me up and said, "David's on the phone; would like to speak with you." Now you knew who David was. I did. Okay, so I I said, "Well, send him through. Let me let me speak with him." And as I started speaking with David, David asked me the following question. He said. Can a brain-body connection affect how the liver functions? And I said, we see it all the time. Really? Yes. Well, how, how? Explain to me real quick. How, how does that work? Uh, well, When the liver is not functioning well, it shows in your blood chemistries, uh, elevated cholesterol levels, a um, number of different things. Okay. And so oftentimes, we'll see people that have been under care eight, 10 weeks, and they'll report that they've been in, they've had a physical, mm-hmm. and their, their chemistries are normalizing. Wow.
2: Okay. So David says, can this affect it? And you say, yeah, it can. I said, it
3: can. We see it all the time. And he said, okay, now we know that I have a blocked or a compromised brain-body connection. If we correct that, could that cause my liver to start functioning normally again? And I said, it can, but why don't you tell me what's going on? Mm -hmm. And so David said, well, you know, the problems I had April of this year haven't been getting better. They've been getting worse. And in fact, uh, I last week met with my doctor, and he told me that my liver is shutting down. Oh, boy. Yes. Was cancer involved? Or nope. Was he just Nope. Just it was shutting down. They had no idea what was causing it. They estimated he had 12 weeks to live, and they referred him to the University of Washington for further testing. And get this. The University of Washington made an appointment for him eight weeks down the road. Oh, good. So he would be. I said, David, that's two thirds of your life expectancy. He said, Yeah, yeah tell me about it. <laughs> so, at any rate, um, I said, Look, David, I don't know whether you know there's a correlation here, but uh-huh. what I can say is this: if I had liver problems, I would sure as heck make sure that my brain-body connection was intact. Okay. For whatever reason, that seemed to be enough for David. Mm-hmm. So David came in. Now, David was in his early forties. Okay. So, David came in, and we updated the evaluation on him, and then he opted in this case
2: to begin uh, a program of care with us. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy with, you know, three months, exactly. 12 weeks, and you're, you're toast. Exactly. So, what happened? So, I
3: remember three weeks into the care, I go walking into one of our uh, rooms, and uh, David's sitting there. And I had been checking David periodically Mm -hmm. as we were going on. And I looked at David, and I couldn't help myself. I had to say this. Because, see, what happened was when David came in, Mm -hmm. we had a real problem. Because David's eyes were now yellow, and his skin was all yellow. His liver was failing. Exactly. And Alice on the front desk ends up in my private office boiling her eyes out. Because she says death is imminent. She can see it. Exactly. And what I didn't know about Alice is she had lost her her, – her father had died the same way David was dying two years before. Okay, liver failure. And here she was. She was going to relive her father's death every time David came into the office. So you walk, and he's sitting there in the waiting room, and what's he like? Actually, I walk in, and he's in, in one of our correction rooms, and I look at David, and I said, David, has anyone told you that your eyes are not yellow anymore? Your skin is not yellow anymore. And he gets this big smile on his face. Uh-huh. He says, yes. And they have no idea what's going on. But I have good news. They've moved the appointment at the University of Washington from 12 weeks down, uh, from eight weeks down the road to six weeks. I said, great. <laughs> I said, that's only 50% of your life expectancy. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, David goes along and he keeps his appointment. Yeah. And at uh, any rate, they did all the testing on him at the University of Washington. And they found all they oh, his chemistries were normal. His liver was functioning normal, and they had no way of explaining what
2: was going on. Now, we need to be very clear at this moment in, in, the, in our chat. Can you cure liver failure? I don't cure anything. Okay, so, but somebody just heard you talk about curing a liver condition. Explain what the difference is here. What you heard me talking about was the change
3: that occurred in a person's body when their brain-body connection was restored. What is that change? Uh, in the, his particular case, it manifests itself as normalization of the functioning of his liver. What are we doing by by realigning in that way? We're restoring the control systems. Now, you see, in the body, you'll find the nervous system consists of management systems and communication systems. Right. The management systems, when compromised, mm-hmm. start causing, if they're compromised, then the body Body begins to start malfunctioning. Okay. It begins to not function the way it's supposed to. Weaknesses begin to develop in certain systems within the body. Okay. And by restoring the brain body correction, then a uh, connection, then what happens is these systems begin to start functioning more normally. Body
2: heals itself? Body heals itself. It sounds naturopathic. It sounds something beyond the traditional Germanic, we cut to solve the problem. Actually, not so much so. The
3: naturopathic approach is a disease care approach, not a health care approach, usually, depending upon the clinician and how mm-hmm. they're applying it. But 90% of the time, just as with my own profession,
2: most of what my own profession does is disease care not health care. So what you're really doing is, is giving the body uh, the ability to heal itself. Absolutely. That's excellent. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on
0: Cairo Radio. Do you suffer from migraines, headaches, neck and back pain, sciatica, joint pain, or neuropathy? These are all health issues Dr. Yardley's patients have seen incredible improvements with. Hear from over 100 patients at YardleyInstitute.org.
1: You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Dr.
2: Yardley, I want to talk with you about something that you've mentioned more than once, and every time you you say the words, it frightens me. The suicide disease. With good reason, yes. Trigeminal neuralgia. See, I was able to say it. You did, and you did it well. Okay. Thank you. So, talk to us. Talk to us about the suicide disease. Why is it called that? Well, neuralgia is
3: just an abnormal condition of the nerves, and there's a big nerve on the side of the face with three branches called trigeminal. Tri standing for three. Sure. And and when people People get TN or trigeminal neuralgia, and TN may be an easier term for us to use. Uh, it is known as the suicide disease because more human beings commit suicide because of this condition and with this condition than any other single condition.
2: So is it like unrelenting pain yes. on the side Letial of facial your...
3: pain. Really? Yes, and, and, and it affects people uh, just wind blowing on their face, just turning their head, uh, just brushing against the skin. These are the kind of things that... Um, and how long can this last, this condition? For the rest of their life. People can have it their whole lives. Uh, they, they well, as long as they don't commit suicide. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. And or it, and unless
2: it, they come to the Yardley institute. And and it, it can be a, a, a very large, but it can also be a smaller part of the face. Correct. Yeah, it can affect all three nerves. More common one or two of the nerves, and then it can change. You can move around. Well, one of your uh, patients has been kind enough to join us uh, here this morning. Uh, Frankie in Federal Way is here with us. Hi, Frankie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Frank. It's good to be here. You have a great name. It's it's nice to. Uh, to meet you. So my understanding is you had the suicide disease. You had trigeminal neuralgia for some time, is that right?
5: Yes, 25 20, years.
2: 25 years? How old were you when you started it?
5: Oh, well, I'm kind of old no, now. No, don't, we don't give that away. <laughs> but it was 25 years I've added it up.
2: Wow, that is amazing. And and was it unrelenting? Did it come and go or
5: At first, it came and went, and then it came back with a vengeance and stayed. And the only thing I could do was injection surgery, which led me to the hospital uh, with uh, meningitis, which you can get when you do this procedure. Uh And now they're not doing it anymore, so when I went to Dr. Yardley... I had, had absolutely nowhere to go, didn't know what I was going to do, because they won't do the surgery anymore. They just want to do a brain surgery, which is much more severe.
2: Now, had you been through, I mean, been to a number of specialists by the time yes. you finally got to the Yardley Institute?
5: Yes. And I had been on medication, not pain medication per se, but it's called Tegretol. That's what, the, um, what they use is to kind of... Um, I don't know. Relaxes the muscles
2: yeah. a bit. Now, now, Frankie, I often ask when we when we encounter somebody who has been going through something for a, a good period of time, which you have mm-hmm. or, or did actually. Um, how did that? What was the impact on your life for that? I mean, were you able to work? Uh, I think you teach piano, right?
5: I do, and. You know, it's my mouth that I make a living with, Uh my mouth and my hands. And um, when you have this, you don't want to brush your teeth. You don't want to open your lips. Uh, Mumbling is about the only way you want to talk because you're getting electric shocks, like sticking your finger in a light fixture, you know, sure. all the time, mm-hmm. and so uh, wind, um, a change of temperature, anything, just a brush on, and no kissing, oh. <laughs> no kissing, that's for sure, because it's painful.
2: Oh, my God, what a, a terrible way to live. So you went to, see the, you went to see Dr. Yardley, you went to the Yardley Institute, and what happened?
5: This is how it went for me. Okay. I went in there, and I felt a confidence, and I felt a very strong feeling that I was doing the right thing. And I thought, I have no place to go. And I listened, and they gave me all uh, the x-rays and talked everything over with me. Didn't promise me anything, Mm -hmm. but just said they they could do their best, and they've had some good successes. And so I thought, let's go, because every day was excruciating pain and so I started um, and I also felt a very uh, there's a calmness in Dr. Yardley's office it's uh, a sereneness and while I was there I felt really relaxed and that goes a long way when you're working with severe pain
2: so Frankie where are you today do you still have uh, trigeminal neuralgia
5: I can't find it anywhere (laughs) It's, it's left me it's gone it doesn't yep. hurt anymore. It's uh,
3: amazing. It,
5: oh, it's real amazing.
3: Frankie, I know at one point in time, you were able to gain relief in one position, and that was laying down. But by the time you, you came to see us, it was affecting your sleep. Yeah. Uh, there was a constant burning. It would swell up. It would get knotted. You get these shooting pains. You found that sitting, talking, brushing your teeth, uh, and when it was bad, it would cause you to mumble. Yes. Not good. Not good at all. I remember sitting down with Frank and, and her husband, Kay, and, and I said to you guys, I'm going to get confused because he's got a woman's name and you've got a man's name.
2: <laughs> <Right? Yes. laughs>
4: yeah,
3: we
5: play with that a lot. Exactly.
2: <laughs> no confusion now, though, because the condition uh, vanished. And it, what would you say about the Yardley Institute to somebody who's suffering from uh, the suicide disease, trigeminal neuralgia?
6: Well... <laughs>
5: This has just changed my life. Um, I'm the person that I used to be, and I would tell people to run quick, go in, take a listen.
2: Frankie, thank you for making the time to come on with us today.
5: Oh, you're welcome. Any time for Doctor Yardley. You take
2: <laughs> care, do Frankie. No <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Doctor Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio.
0: You can hear from over 100 patients discuss the incredible improvements they've experienced with Dr. Yardley at the Yardley Institute. Health issues like neck and back pain, headaches, sciatica, neuropathy, vertigo, and many others. Go to YardleyInstitute.org.
1: Now more of Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. And we're
2: back. Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. is here. Now, Lee, we were talking between the segments about eczema. And I guess you you had a visit about this? I can't imagine we're we're even talking about eczema. That's not something I would uh, equate with what you do.
3: Many people feel that way. Uh, My wife uh, came up to me and said that recently we had the mother of one of our practice members. Uh And uh, she came up and said, you need to do a radio program on eczema. Now there was a reason that she said that, and the reason was about eight weeks before that, she her daughter she'd brought her her daughter in to be evaluated for Mm -hmm. a compromise in the brain body connection. Sure, and in taking the history, one of the things that we found out was that her daughter suffered from eczema. Her daughter was fourteen years of age, so. Um, They opted to begin care to get that brain-body connection connected. And one of the amazing things to them was within six weeks, the eczema was doing 80% better.
2: Now, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. That's a skin condition. Yes. And what you do is the brain and body connection. What you do is align the brain with the spine and allow the communication to be restored between the two. Right. Uh, Eczema
3: is on the skin. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Well, the the skin is the largest organ in the human body body. Now, there are many other organs. There's the kidneys, there's the liver, there's the lungs. The function of the kidneys is to remove toxins in the body. However, if the kidneys are not working as well as they're supposed to, the backup system is the skin.
2: You mean if, if the kidney can't get rid of it,
3: it'll come out the skin? It'll come out of the skin, you see. And so the way the body works is it has a series of control systems that are linked with various uh, systems like the cardiovascular system, the nervous system, the uh, respiratory system. And they all have to interface. Okay. And what makes that happen is communication. And communication occurs primarily across the nervous system. Right. Secondarily, it occurs through the endocrine system. And these systems are unfortunately vulnerable to compromises. And the area that that's most likely to occur, that it can most easily occur, is in the brain-body connection at the very top of the neck. So when we correct that brain-body connection, it now allows these systems to begin to interface and function the way that they were designed to.
2: You're restoring the control system exactly. This is this is like Iron Man's suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the movies, but uh, Iron Man in every Iron Man story, any every movie, every comic book, the the basic story is uh, something happens to the suit, right? Something ha- he catches a missile or whatever, but mm-hmm. one of the control systems in the suit goes down, mm-hmm. and in order for Iron Man to try Triumph, the suit has to be brought up to a certain level of, of functionality again for, for him to save the day. How does that happen? How do they get it back up to its functionality? Well, that, that's the Tony Stark part. Oh, Tony, that's the whole he, story. Yeah, he's the brilliant guy that built the suit. He always has to fix the suit in one way or another. Well, I think that's a, a great analogy. You're Tony Stark? Um, n- um, no, I
3: don't think so. But, <laughs> but anyway, it's a great analogy when you take a look at it because it is, you know, it's very much how the body works. And so um, when you start dealing with things like skin conditions and eczema and things like uh-huh. that, um, the amazing thing is they can respond so well. How How? How often has eczema responded to your treatments? I see it. It, Year in and year out. It's perennial. And significant? Multiple cases, dozens of cases. There was a case that I saw many years ago in my early years of practice. A young girl was brought to me, and she was literally covered from head to foot with eczema. Wow, and she was seven years old at the time, and she was a very difficult child to like. And the reason she was difficult to like is she was in pain all of the time. Sure, and she was just very difficult to handle. Sure, she was. And so we started her under care, and within about ninety days there was dramatic improvement in her skin. Uh, within a year, it had cleared up completely. Really, and the change in this young girl that occurred during that period of time, and over the the, the next. The next 12, 13 years, I saw her on a maintenance basis coming mm-hmm. in. And she'd come in. She'd come in as a teenager. And she'd say, Dr. Yardley. Well, actually, she called me Yardley. She'd say, Yardley, I'm out of adjustment. So I check her, and sure enough, she'd be out of adjustment. You know how she knew? How? One of the ways that you know that you've got an attack of eczema coming on is your skin starts burning and getting itchy at night. (sighs) And although she hadn't broken out, she could feel that beginning, and that was telling her that that problems were beginning to start again, and she knew to get in and get checked. Now, we didn't have to see her all that much at that stage of the game, but I actually followed her through to her late late teenage years, and she did remarkably well. And this is something that is consistent consistent through your... Practice for many, many years? It is. Another case that came to see me a young Samoan boy, about seven years of age. And um, I saw him just about three or four years ago. Uh, within Within 30
2: days, it's going to clear up. It was quite amazing. Now, we have to be clear here, especially when we talk about something like eczema. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't cure eczema. That's not what this show is about. That's not what the Yardley Institute is about. That's exactly right.
3: That's not what the Institute's about. We address only the ability of the body to heal itself and as it relates to a compromise in the brain-body connection.
2: So when you eliminate that compromise mm-hmm. and the brain and the body are communicating Again, and that restores what the control system control systems they can now start interfacing and functioning at a hundred percent. And so that allows the body to heal itself? Exactly. I'm sorry, but you are Tony Stark. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure that's a compliment, and one day I'll know who Tony Stark is. Oh, (laughs) Dr. Yardley. I apologize. No, that's that. (laughs) All right. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio.
0: Are you in pain, facing surgery, or taking drugs with no end in sight? Dr. Yardley is here to help. His gentle, non invasive treatment allows the body to heal naturally with no drugs or surgery. Learn more at yardleyinstitute.org. You're
1: listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley. On Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Dr. Lee Yardley is
2: here. Uh, Dr. Yardley, in just a moment, we're going to talk to Mike. Now, this is this is not all that unusual an occurrence. I understand he was seeing somebody else before he came to see you. Correct. And, and I'm sure they were doing a fine job on him. But his issue was this.
3: He wasn't holding. And he wanted to... Get to try something that would hold for Now, when for you say holding, what do you mean? Um, not needing a correction for long periods of time. Some people can get relief by being corrected on a regular basis. Uh-huh. And other it, people can
2: go longer. Uh, but yeah, some approaches allow a person to hold for longer periods of time. And in your goal is always, as I understand it, to get people to hold as long as possible. Yeah, 10 years is our record. Better than 10 years. I'll take that. Yeah. 10 years would be great. I would, too. We've got to talk to Mike here. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sure. Dr. Yardley is here to chat with you, too. Hi there, Mike. Hello, Dr. Yardley. Wonderful to hear your voice. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, too. I love it when patients are thrilled to hear Dr. Yardley. So, Mike, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your situation. I understand that you, uh, you work in construction, and you were sore all over for a long, long time. Tell us all about this.
6: Well, I've been, uh, for quite a few years, I was told that I either had arthritis or I had fibromyalgia, that I couldn't do the job I was doing, and I started to believe that because uh, in order to get my work boots on in the morning, uh, I couldn't tie my shoelaces. My hands were so sore. I'd either have to weave my shoelaces between my fingers and pull that way or else wait for about half an hour or 45 minutes as I drove to work before I could tie my boots. Now, my back was so sore that uh, I, at times, would just come home and lay down on the floor. Or even if we were at a party at someone's house, I'd just have to lay down on the floor. And, and I was tired all the time due to the amount of pain I was in.
2: That must have been tremendously frustrating.
6: Oh, uh, it, it, it was frustrating for myself uh, and for my wife and for my kids. And after starting to go to Dr. Yardley, I just found out how much it was for my wife and how much she had been holding back. Uh, because she was also in the same place, in the survival mode, just trying to make things work. That day, after my first adjustment, I thought, for sure, this can't be real. And I went over to my mother's house, who I said, well, I'm going to this guy. And and she said, I'll never go to a chiropractor. I I don't want anything to do with it. And I walked into her house after my first adjustment, and she said, I want to go see whoever you were at. And that's what was crazy. I didn't tell her I'd been in there, but she had known. Another issue I had was I had never stood up straight. My mother used to always tell me to stand up straight, and Dr. Yardley, through his x-rays, pointed out that my spine was not in a position that would allow me to sit up or stand straight, that would be physically painful to me. My parents used to tie me to my chair at the dining room table so I'd sit up straight. <laughs> um, and my mom, as soon as I walked into her house standing straight like she always told me to do, Right then, she said, I want to go in and see the same guy because she had some back problems as well.
2: So tell me about where you are today. How are you feeling today?
6: I can't even tell you how long I've held my adjustment. I go a- in every. Actually, I months.
2: can. It's about uh, t- 13 months. Wow.
6: 13 months. Mm-hmm. So over a year. I was going to say about a year. And mm-hmm. what's your life
2: like now? What, is the pain all gone? Tell me about yeah, it.
6: Well, I am in construction. So now what happens is every once in a while I tweak a muscle, I pull a muscle. But with my. Atlas in line and my nerves being able to focus throughout my whole body and communicate with my brain of how it needs to heal, I get sore every once in a while, but it will be for a day or two, and my body will know what it needs to do to recover from that sore. I lift heavy stuff. I move things with two guys that are 4,000 pounds in building elevators. So we're moving stuff, heavy stuff, doing construction all the time. I wake up in the morning. uh, Every once in a while, I still use my CPAP machine depending on how much sleep I'm getting in the night. I never use an inhaler. Uh, I, I don't need an inhaler, and uh, I haven't used one of those since probably the probably the fifth or sixth month. I went to Doctor Yardley's, and beforehand I had two different inhalers. One of them was uh, three hundred and sixty-five dollars a month. Uh, that the cost was of the one inhaler, and ever since that fourth month, I haven't used those at all.
0: And
2: tell me can, about tell me about your overall back and chest pain. How how is that?
6: My back pain is great. Um, every once in a while, now when I get sore. I look at my wife and I ask her, "How did I ever live this way?" And her response to me is, "We didn't. We coped." But and 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 then it's only a day or two from from normal construction wear and tear, and then I feel better. I I I, I can't understand how I ever lived with all the different pains and everything other than it was just survival. I walk upright, uh, I feel great, I wake up in the morning, I can put my boots on, I can tie my boots right away when I wake up, which is just a huge blessing in itself. I was able to uh, to, to change the way my, my whole family uh, works together and and, and and lives. In fact, he also helped my daughter, who had a lazy eye, and an optometrist, a child optometrist, after working with my daughter for eight months said she needed eye surgery, and a child optologist that we worked with for another eight months because I didn't want to cut into my daughter's retina, said she needed surgery too, and now her eye holds position when her alignment's in with her with her atlas. So he's helped my family in many more ways, and uh, we're, we're very grateful for the practice he has.
2: Michael, thank you for making the time to chat with us. It's great.
6: Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.
2: Dr. Yardley, we've uh, we've talked to a lot of people, but that is certainly among the most dramatic stories I've ever heard and the biggest change I've ever heard from somebody. Very unique, very unique, but it made a profound change in Mike's life. Yeah, it, it impact on his entire family. Yeah. Now, maybe you've been listening to this and you're going, gosh, I wonder if that would work for me. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley. You can learn more about the Yardley Institute and listen to over 50 patients share their remarkable stories. Just go to YardleyInstitute.org. Tune in next Sunday for Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM.